Thank you very much. Um, we're at AQA, as Bob says, um, so we're the largest of the GQ awarding bodies. Um, and um, what we want to talk about is some of the challenges and then maybe a little bit about how we might uh, address those. So um, if you look at, I want to do a bit of background, I suppose. Um, so looking at uh, where we are, um, general qualifications, GCSEs and A-levels, um, five awarding organisations, five main awarding organisations. Last summer, 800,000 A-levels, 100,000 AS-levels, um, and five and a half million uh, GCSEs. Of those, um, AQA delivered virtually four million of them, um, so the national figures. And the largest subject we run is GCSE uh, English language, which is just shy of uh, 550,000. The scale of these things is um, quite large, and one of the um, challenges with all of this is around the design of the new qualifications for schools. Um, so we've just come out of a period of reform. It's been done in three phases. Um, the first phase was some large A-levels and GCSE maths and English, and then a whole tranche of further GCSEs and A-levels in two more phases. We've got one very small phase left, which is A-level minority languages. Um, and this is driven by government and by the regulator. And the regulator, Ofqual, in this case, is uh, defining new standards and new requirements that we have to follow. Um, one of the um, requirements of this was new, harder GCSEs by the DfE. So the content's harder, the bigger. Um, the ministerial push is for knowledge-based curriculum. Um, rather than skills-based. And Ofqual's push is to limit knowledge uh, assessed in isolation and to assess skills. So there's a bit of a tension there in some ways. Um, but as an awarding body, we have to pick our way through those tensions and develop the, the quals. The subject level conditions and guidance are set by Ofqual. And we have to comply with those. So the DfE set the content primarily, and then how it's assessed comes um, from Ofqual. And then all the boards develop their specifications to meet those requirements. Um, and we then go through uh, a quite a lengthy accreditation process. Um, it takes DfE and Ofqual about 12 to 15 months to uh, pull together uh, all of the requirements. And then we have eight weeks from those final requirements being signed off to the first submission of the specification for accreditation. Um, so we develop at risk as we go along. We develop against all the draft criteria and so on. And as they change and evolve, we have to move the goalposts for what we're developing. Um, but we've been fairly successful. Um, we've seen our uh, market grow, which is, is a nice thing to have. But it's a challenging environment to operate in. Um, the 9 to 1 has caused quite a lot of confusion, um, I think it's fair to say. One of the challenges with this is not necessarily intuitive in terms of 1 being at the bottom and 9 at the top, um, when A star is at the top and G is at the bottom, it kind of feels like the other way around, um, but that's what it is. Um, and there's already talk from some of the schools that, oh, we need a new grade 10. Um, We'll see what happens with that. 
Um, all the exams are linear. They're all sat in the summer at the um, end of two-year courses study. And AS level no longer counts to your um, full A level. Uh, and the challenge with that is that students don't necessarily get a good indication of how they're getting on throughout the course. Um, so that, that can be quite difficult. One of the things about um, all of this is the fact that uh, this is enormously time-consuming and very, very expensive. It runs to tens of millions of pounds for each of the awarding organisations to develop these suites of qualifications. And it sucks in uh, a huge resource out of the, 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 the teams, uh, and we have to bring in extra bodies. And that means that the focus for the last three years has been about all about delivering this. And what we've delivered, the uh, AQA do not offer any of the new GCSEs or A-levels on screen. Because just getting the things over the hurdle as linear examinations, paper-based, was hard enough. Um, and we took that decision. And we, we, it's, I kind of regret that. But given some of the barriers that there are that exist for uh, on-screen assessment, I think it was the right decision to take at that time. So um, one of the other challenges about this is that Ofqual's definition of an exam is that everybody has to sit the same paper at the same time. Um, and that's one of the hurdles I think we have to overcome. Because if you're a, a large school or a large college, how do you sit your entire cohort of maybe 250 kids and doing GCSE English with all the kit at the right time. Um, Leeds uh, College in uh, uh, recit terms is our largest single entry for a single subject and they have four and a half thousand students doing maths GCSE at the same time. How do you deliver that as an on-screen assessment? I guess is one of the challenges. So Rachel's going to talk a little bit more um, about some of the barriers and some of the things that we think we can do to help. Okay. Thanks, Dave. I saw a gentleman down here's face um, when he heard that 4,500 entries at one time. It's quite a huge number, isn't it? So, has anybody seen this quote before? <laughs> Seems to be the quote of the, of the, of the conference. We've heard Ken, Ken Boston three times now. On-screen assessment will shortly touch the lives of every learner in the country. He said that back in 2004. And yet, where are we now? Well, you've already heard this as well. In 2019, assessment is largely paper-based. GCSEs and A-levels, the big exams that students in this country take, are almost entirely taken sitting in an exam hall, writing on paper. Those scripts, those handwritten scripts, are taken away to scanning centres and scanned and sent to examiners to be marked on screen. An increasing number of students, we're finding, are actually using word processors. So students are allowed certain access arrangements if it's their normal way of working. For an, for an increasing number of students, typing using word processor is their normal way of working. So they're allowed to use a word processor in their exams. So what do they do? They go into the exam hall, they're given the paper, they're given the word processor, they type their answers, they print them out. We send them off to a scanning centre, they're scanned back in again. 
and then they're marked on screen. We did a couple of years ago have a slightly even less intuitive way of doing this. The students who wrote, who typed their answers, they were printed out and then they weren't scanned because at that point the marking technology didn't allow us to, to um, mark the typewritten papers. So there was a point where the word process scripts were marked by hand and the handwritten scripts were marked electronically. We've moved on from that. We now at least mark the typewritten scripts electronically. It's just we print them out first and scan them back in again. <laughs> Crazy. So, why should we be changing? Well, I think I'm talking to a room full of, the con of converts here. I'm sure you're all on our side here. Youth culture. Student voice and choice. What do the students want? have to be a little bit careful here because we do tend to make the assumption that students want to do their exams, they want to type them, they want to be sat in front of a computer. Um, I heard that somebody yesterday in one of the sessions that I wasn't in was telling us that some students at Cardiff University had said actually they wanted to handwrite their exams. That's not, perhaps not the answer you'd expect. Is that just because they've gone through the school system handwriting all their exams and they expect to handwrite their exams? But anyway, I think it's an important point that students are used to working on screen. The only time they handwrite long documents is in practice for exams and when they're doing their exams. As a result of that, handwriting gets poorer and poorer because students aren't spending a long time writing. And we're trying to mark the poor handwriting where students would perhaps be able to um, express themselves better if they were word processing, because that's what they're used to doing. They're used to doing things on screen. They're used to interactive technology. Um, students are digital natives, and increasingly, teachers are be becoming digital natives. As the younger generation of teachers get, come through, um, a, lot of student, a lot of teachers in the past weren't used to using technology and were scared of it. But younger teachers coming through are increasingly used to using technology. They've grown up with it. It's a natural way of working for both students and increasingly teachers. Add to that, technology is becoming increasingly more available. We've heard a lot over the last couple of days about the technology that's available in assessment. Very, very impressive work going on in Wales with, with all the students doing their formative assessments on screen. Um, functionality on screen is becoming more and more impressive. We can do more all the time. There's constant developments. And perhaps the other driver is security issues. We've had several high-profile um, high leaks in the general qualifications industry in the UK over the last year or two. Um, Pearson's Maths was the biggest most well-known, but there were other smaller leaks. And there's a feeling that perhaps secure delivery of exams, of secure delivery of assessments straight to the centre rather than the papers being available, being put in a van and made available and locked in the school beforehand, might be able to make our assessments more secure. I suppose the big question is, will paper-based tests even be valid in 10 years' time? Given how far we're all moving towards using technology in our everyday lives, will there be any value in sitting down and writing for three hours? Will the output, the outcomes from that, actually mean anything in a world that's increasingly technological? So that's why we might want to change. 
but there are a lot of barriers to change, and Dave's already alluded to, to several of these. Of course, the biggest one is government policy. As Dave explained, we have to develop our, our assessments in line with DFE policy and in line with regulations set by Ofqual, our regulator. Um, there was a feeling at the last round of reform that actually, if anything, we were going backwards. We were getting more paper-based exams. There was less coursework, less um, assessment of, of skills that could be assessed in the classroom, more focus on longer written exams. So, as I say, um, students aren't taking quite as many GCSEs as they used to. There was a time where 12 or 13 was quite normal. Most now only take eight or nine but the very high volume. I had to get that figure of uh, 540,000 for our GCSE English alone in, because that is just, just think how many students that is sitting down in exam halls up and down the country, all answering the same questions on the same paper at the same time. It is a challenge to get all of those students on screen. Got questions about comparability. Will assessment be as challenging when it's on screen, or are we dumbing down? Not just a question of, is the, the assessment as challenging? Is the assessment, if we went to a mixed economy where some students were working on screen and some were working on paper, would the two versions be comparable? If we set the same questions and some students were writing an essay on paper and some were word processing, Students are having a very different experience. Can we use the same mark scheme and award marks in the same way when one student has done a quick plan and then written an essay verbatim and another student has sat, typed in a paragraph, moved it about, edited it? It's a diff Although the questions are the same and the output looks similar, actually it's quite a different way of working and it may or may not be comparable. Available technology in schools. Well, some schools have lots of technology, others have less. Schools have much more access to computers, to iPads, etc., than they used to have, but they don't necessarily have enough for their 400 GCSE English language students to sit down in an exam hall all on screen at the same time, or for their 450 or was it 4,500 at Leeds College? That's an awful lot of tech you need. And I think, together with the availability of the technology, there's always that fear about will the technology work on the day? Trust in exam security. So we've just said that might be one of the, um, one of the factors that pushes us towards online assessment. But a lot of people still lack trust in exam security. They don't think... Um, that being on screen is necessarily secure. I also think there's a generation of teachers, and making generalisations here, I know it's not everybody in the, gen the generation, but people, there are a lot of teachers who think that the kids know more about technology than me. I'm at a disadvantage here. The kids are going to be able to cheat, cheat and I'm not going to be able to see what they're doing. So I think there's some fear in, certainly in a lot of teachers' minds, by no means all, but certainly in a lot. So, exam security, the risks around that, and also the costs, the costs of getting enough equipment and enough 
secure equipment in the building to conduct those high-stake assessments. What if it goes wrong on the day? So what can we do? Well, we need to improve the confidence. We need to improve the confidence of all the people involved. We need to improve government, DFE confidence in our ability to deliver secure high-stakes assessments on screen. We need to improve the confidence of the teachers who are going to be working with these tests and of the public so that when the results are published, they can have faith in the results and believe in the results. We can probably take some small steps. I think the work going on in Wales is going to help us a lot because it shows just what is possible and on what scale. We could focus on smaller, lower stakes qualifications. So at AQA, we have an unregulated qualification called FCSE, Foundation Certificate in Secondary Education. It's for students who don't want to do a GCSE in modern languages. It's lower, um, not lower ability necessarily, but it's at a lower level, but it mirrors the GCSE. Could we start by moving things like that? on screen to show people that it can be done, to show teachers that they can work with it. Um, I'm sure we've got lots of other unregulated qualifications, or we could move some of our smaller GCSEs, where there's smaller volumes, where we could prove that we can do it with a small volume before rolling it out to something bigger. Maybe we'd just move things like speaking and performance type exams. We have problems assessing those. Videos are taken, tape recordings made, well, tape, CD. They're sent off to examiners. They have to be um, password protected because of the students, you know, they've got student details on them. The examiners log in. They can't open the file. It's the wrong kind of file type. Well, maybe if we were doing those kind of exams on screen, then that would be a step forward for us and it would um, help with some of those logistical issues that we have. Um, other thing we could think about is using, rather than moving to full on-screen assessment, we could use apps like Paper Plus to replace word processing. So students, in effect, were word processing what they're used to doing, what a lot of an increasing number of them want to do, but they're doing it on a secure app that then gets sent to the examiner, not printed out, posted, scanned back in again. We've got a long way to go. But I think perhaps it's time we started taking those first steps. Um, so I suppose the big question for Dave, for me, for all of us working in general qualifications, and something that we'd obviously like to talk to you about is, what is the place for on-screen assessment in qualifications in the next five years, in general qualifications in the next five years? I'll leave you with that question. Thank you.